It's yeah. so pretty. It's so beautiful. You can't lose, honestly. You're at the Grand Freaking Canyon. You know, it's so cool. There's so many great spots. This is the Exploring the National Parks podcast with Dirt in My Shoes. My name is Ash, and I'm a former park ranger and the founder of Dirt in My Shoes. I think that the parks are best seen from the trail, and I'm here to make national park trip planning easy. And I'm John. I carry the kids on the trails, I tell stories, and notice all the things that Ash doesn't care about much, like flowers. Join us as we show you around America's spectacular national parks. We're sharing our favorite places, fun facts, adventures, and misadventures. And we'll even throw in a little trip planning. Let's start exploring. So you guys are the best. The Thank best. you so much for leaving some fun reviews for us to read through. We've really been enjoying your feedback and we are so grateful for you. Yes, it's been so much fun. My favorite review that we got was, one does not simply hike into Mordor. <laughs> yes, that person gets you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my goodness. I'm glad that some people out there are catching some of my re references with Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and everything like that. So I'll keep them coming because I don't think I can stop. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you so much. We're so appreciative. And today we are so excited to talk about Grand Canyon National Park. Mm -hmm. Grand Canyon National Park is one of the national parks I think we've been to probably the most. Yeah, I think it's definitely on the top of our list for most visits, but it's also probably one of my favorites and probably one of my most nostalgic national parks. You know, I think a lot of people have been there with family and, you know, it's just part of their road trip out to California or something like that. You know, I don't know. I love the Grand Canyon. I'm just I'm excited to talk about it a little bit in depth because I think some people visit as part of like a, you know, we'll be here for the morning and they don't really get to explore it. But we've had the chance to spend a lot of time there and do a lot of things. And so I'm excited to kind of get into it and talk about some of our favorite hikes and things to do. Yeah, I mean, this park is so iconic. You think about, you know, even people who don't go to national parks know about the Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. People from all over the world know about the Grand Canyon. <laughs> it's on everybody's bucket list. I think, you know, everybody wants to see the Grand Canyon before they die. Mm -hmm. And yes. so that's what makes it so cool. I feel like while you're there, you can feel that. Yep. People are excited to be there. They're excited to see it. However, I do think you do yourself a disservice if you don't venture beyond the viewpoints a little bit mm -hmm. and, you know, spend more time actually getting to know the ins and outs of this area because there's so many cool things to do. Mm -hmm. That's why we're here today because we're going to get into it. And I think, you know, we're going to talk about the north and south rims and kind of the inner canyon. If you've been there before and you're like, wow, I didn't, I hope by the end of this episode, you'll be like, you know, there's more than what I saw and I want to go back. So yeah, let's get yeah. there. Okay, so we're talking about Grand Canyon National Park, and the National Park itself doesn't actually cover the whole Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. So there are other parts of the Grand Canyon that we're not going to talk about today because they're not part of the actual National Park. Mm -hmm. But uh, so we're going to start at the South Rim because most people visit the South Rim when they're visiting Grand Canyon National Park and they want to go to like the main area all the things to do, you know, typically that is the South Rim for mm -hmm. most people. Yep. Some people don't even realize there's actually two rims in the National Park that you can visit. 
And so a lot of times, even when people say I'm going to the Grand Canyon, they're going to the South Rim, but they don't even differentiate it, you know, because it's just where you go Uh when you go to the Grand Canyon. (laughs) My first question was like, which one? Yeah, (laughs) which side? But yeah, so the South Rim is really cool because as you come in, I mean, you really can find everything. So you come into the park and first you hit the visitor center, which is like the main central hub. That's where you'll catch all the free shuttles that run along the South Rim. I mean, it really is like a little mini village, Yeah, a little mini city. You've got lots of hotels. You've got, like I mentioned, the free shuttles you take to get to most places, Mm -hmm. lots of restaurants, things like that. And that's all kind of centralized around the visitor center and like Market Plaza and Grand Canyon Village. So that's kind of the area you'll hit first as you come into the canyon. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about our favorite things to do there. But I think, you know, for the most part, we don't stay in the village for that long, Mm -hmm. if we can help it, because there are other places that we like to spend more time. Yeah. But what's your favorite thing to do at Grand Canyon Village? My favorite thing to do at Grand Canyon Village is walk along the rim and kind of eat ice cream while I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this there's this little ice cream shop that you can get ice cream at. It's super busy and really expensive, and, but they have decent sized scoops. But I just love to walk along the Grand Canyon Rim, you know? And, you know, there's a bunch of different things you can wander in and out of. We've talked about all, there's lots of different buildings, but I just love walking along the rim and admiring everything from right there because there's a lot to see, a lot to admire. But my favorite viewpoint would probably be the first one you'll ever see in that village area from the visitor center. It's just Mather Point. I love Mather Point because that's where I think most people see the Grand Canyon for the first time. I don't know. It's just kind of cool to be there and be like, this is where it all happened. You know, this is where I saw it for the first time. It's so cool. And everybody's seeing the Grand Canyon for the first time right here. It's so fun. Yeah. So Mather Point, I mean, that's right behind the visitor center. So it is really easy to get to. A lot of people love to go there. You can see the South Kaibab Trail from there, which is one of our favorite trails. And Mm -hmm. it's fun to see how it cuts down into the canyon from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I love the Trail of Time, uh, which is a portion of the Rim Trail that you can walk. And it has a bunch of informational panels that you can stop at as you learn, like you basically go back in geologic time and you can touch some of the rocks Mm -hmm. that, you know, they've pulled out of the bottom of the Grand Canyon that are millions and millions of years old Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I love doing that. I love the historic buildings right there. So some of my favorites are like the Hopi House. Mm -hmm. I really like the Kolb Studio. That one's super interesting. Yeah, those guys were cool too. Yeah. <laughs> you could watch like the Ken Burns documentary to get a lot more information on those guys, but they were daredevils, man. They were like the first pioneers of taking pictures of the Grand Canyon and they did some really crazy things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's really cool. You've got El Tovar, which is like one of the most beautiful lodges in any national park. Mm-hmm. And its guest list is like celebrity studded. It's just, it's... <laughs> It's really, really cool. So that's right there. And then I think, you know, the last thing of note really in this really super busy, like congested area of the park Mm -hmm. is one of the most famous trails at the Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah. The Bright Angel Trail. That place is so, it's a really epic trail. You know, what's kind of funny is you kind of almost just like wander into it. Yeah. <laughs> in well, I mean, it really is funny. Like you can pick up your ice cream cone and start hiking the Bright Angel Trail, <laughs> which is one of the most dangerous trails in the 
national parks. Right. It's known for all the search and rescues uh, along that trail. Yeah. A lot of people go on that trail unprepared and just not really knowing what they're doing. I think because it really is just like right in the middle of that main touristy area. <laughs> and people see other people hiking it and they're like, oh, what's this? Oh, it goes down into the canyon. Cool. But yeah. like... They don't, they're not prepared mm-hmm. for the difficulty, which who really is? Let's be honest. It's the so difficulty hard. of coming back out of the Grand Canyon once you hike in. Right. I think that's people's, most people's first experience realizing the depth of the Grand Canyon and that it's actually 3D. You know, it's not just like something you're looking far away at. You know, you walk down this canyon just a little bit, you know, you're like, I'm actually getting a little lower than I expected. You know, you turn around and then you're just like huffing and puffing back out, you know, because it's so, so steep and so many switchbacks. But oh, the Bright Angel Trail is so cool. It's not our favorite trail in the South Rim, but it is just, it's one of those amazing things. You need to take a few steps on and, you know, when people actually complete the Bright Angel Trail, complete coming in and out of the Grand Canyon, you know, it's amazing. Like one of my favorite people I've ever met in my whole life, we met coming out of the Bright Angel Trail. And it was so cool because... You could tell he solo hiked it and he'd been camping for a few days and things like that. But he made his way out of the Bright Angel Trail and Ash and I were just like wandering there. (laughs) He just like, he was so happy, but he didn't have anybody to talk to. And he just like grabbed us. (laughs) Let me tell you what I just did. Let me tell you. Yes, it was such a huge accomplishment. And like, and he was, he was so nice. He was like 70 years old from Japan, always wanted to hike down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon and back up. And we got to celebrate with him, which was really cool. (laughs) It was really cool. And he did the big daddy. He did the rim to rim to rim, which, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about. But he's south rim to north rim, back to south rim. And it's just like 20,000 feet of elevation. And so he accomplished something big. And so it was was worth celebrating. I wish we had had like some Martinelli's or something (laughs) to bust out with him. Yeah, but but, I mean, the Bright Angel Trail. So a lot of people come out of the Grand Canyon on that one. Mm -hmm. And so um, if you're not planning on hiking all the way to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, then you will want to hike a portion of it. Just leaving there from Canyon Village, go down. I like to go down to there's a lower tunnel. It's not very far down. But it gives you a really good taste of what it's like to drop below the canyon rim. And then you just turn around and come back up because there's really no reason on this particular trail to go down any further than that lower tunnel because you're just switch backing down. The view doesn't change much until you get quite a ways in. You know, we're talking like down to Havasupai Gardens, which is, I think, like eight or nine miles round trip. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, if you're just wanting to get a taste of it, I love going down to that lower tunnel, coming back up. It's really great experience. It's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and it's super easy to access. And you'll just be enjoying the trail with other people who are excited about being at the Grand Canyon, too. Absolutely. And so if you want a good experience, grab your ice cream, go sit at the top of the Bright Angel Trail, you know, and celebrate with some poppers, you know, bring some fun things for people that are coming out of the Bright Angel Trail. And then right next to the Bright Angel Trail is kind of like another hub for uh, the shuttles. And so you go down the hill a little bit and then there's a line that you can wait in for the shuttle buses that go out towards Hermit's Rest. And there's a whole bunch of other viewpoints that you can enjoy and just view the rim from as you're going out that direction. It's one of the best places to take pictures. I think Hermit's Rest, I think that shuttle and all the viewpoints you get to stop at along the way is probably my favorite area of the South Rim mm-hmm. as far as viewing the Grand Canyon goes. Uh-huh. Because you're just like, you're 
working your way along the rim and there's so many cool viewpoints you can get out of and they all look a little bit different, but like the canyon cliffs out in this area are really sheer. And so, I mean, in a lot of cases, you're kind of just looking straight down into the canyon. <laughs> a little bit of vertigo. Yeah. You know, and you still see all the layers and stuff. And then the river kind of pops in and out. You can see it at some viewpoints and you can't see it at others. Mm-hmm. For me, I just love like hitting the different viewpoints along the Hermit Road. You do have to take the the shuttle most of the year. They don't let you drive your own car out there. But it's so much fun to like just take the shuttle from stop to stop to stop and get out and just be amazed that, you know, even after like a two minute shuttle ride, the view could change that much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and one thing that I didn't realize until I had taken the shuttle and seen those viewpoints, I didn't realize how difficult it actually was to see the Colorado River from the South Rim sometimes. Yeah. Because the Colorado River has literally dug itself so deep that <laughs> on the South Rim, it's like, Ooh, you see that little tiny green like, <laughs> and I feel like I feel there? like a lot of times like as we're going along these stops along the Hermit Road, it is it's like, ooh, can we see the river from this one? You know, <laughs> like we're all looking down like and and sometimes it literally is like the size of like a pea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can barely, barely, barely see it, but you can see it nonetheless. And right. so exactly. it's really fun because for the Grand Canyon, you know, for me, I sometimes you get a little lost in the layers, mm-hmm. which is really cool. But when I can see the river, that means that I can see the bottom, right? you know, and that just gives me the perspective of like how high up I am and how deep the canyon is. Mm-hmm. That, you know, oh, good, I can see the river. That's the bottom. And oh, my gosh, that is so far down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like five to six thousand feet away or down. It's amazing. It's so deep. And luckily, because I, a lot of times you might even miss it because it's so hard to see. The shuttle drivers will be like, just so you know, you can see the Colorado River right now. And then you're like, oh, yeah, Let's look. <laughs> they'll point you where to look. So one of the hardest things about the South Rim, I feel like, is finding solitude. Mm-hmm. It can feel really crowded a lot of the time. And I think, you know, what's really cool about this area of going on the shuttle and out to Hermit's Rest is that there is a rim trail that follows that whole route Mm -hmm. the entire way. Right. And so what we like to do is we like to get off the shuttle and then we'll walk the rim trail between some viewpoints instead of taking the shuttle to everything. Because honestly, like the shuttle gets really busy, but the rim trail does not. Yeah. I mean, there's like very few people that put in the effort to walk along the rim trail in this area, especially so we like to go from like the Powell Point area or so and then walk over to Mojave Point. Mm -hmm. And so you can hit Powell Point, Hopi Point and Mojave Point with just like it's just like a mile walk along this flat rim trail. Uh And so you're getting Grand Canyon views the whole way because you're on the rim, but then you also get to stop at those three viewpoints and you're not just spending your whole time on the shuttle. And it's crazy because you literally just, you left the village, you waited in line probably, and you were just surrounded by people. And then all of a sudden you get out there and just like, I have this whole place to myself. The rim trail feels like that to me in a lot of sections. There are some sections that are really busy, Mm -hmm. but there are some sections that like literally see no people. Yeah. And so that's what's crazy about the South Rim. And that's why, you know, it really is worth like knowing 
where to find that solitude because it gives you a totally different experience. And that's where we really come to love the Grand Canyon Mm -hmm. is when you can sit out look over the rim, just like marvel at this amazing, amazing thing in front of you and just have, you know, you hear the the birds chirping and the mm-hmm. squirrels, you know, chewing the bark or whatever they do. <laughs> and it's just totally different, you know, than your experience when you're in, say, the Grand Canyon Village area, which has a different energy uh-huh. because... It is fun to be surrounded by people who are also super excited about what you're seeing. So that is a fun experience too. But definitely like put in some effort to at least get on the rim trail for a minute especially as you're going along Hermit Road, Mm -hmm. because it's a different way to experience the canyon. And I think you need both. Absolutely. You definitely do want that because it's so easy to kind of get lost in the crowd sometimes when you're in the busier areas. And I don't know, I just I think that it's so cool that even in this is one of the top 10 visited national parks almost every single year, you know, you have millions of people coming here. It just blows me away that even just that one tip, that one trick, that one Grand Canyon hack is go hiking. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll get away from people. It's so crazy. But there are a few of those points. Now, the, the shuttle does take a while to get out there. But there luckily, there are some turnaround points if you want to. When we first did that with our kids, we realized, oh, the shuttle takes a while sometimes. Yeah. I mean, our kids were really young and they did get kind of antsy <laughs> on the shuttle. But yeah, that just reminded me to when we went to the Grand Canyon, we went to the South Rim a couple years ago and it was like right before everything shut down for uh-huh. COVID. But like we knew COVID was a thing, like the parks were starting to shut down <laughs> and we were still like full time RVing and we're like, we literally have nowhere else to go. <laughs> we don't know what to do with all these campgrounds shutting down and stuff. But so we like we were finishing up our trip of the Grand Canyon and I remember we went out and we were doing these viewpoints, we were seeing these viewpoints, and I look over at my son, who's three at the time, mm-hmm. and he was licking the handrails. <laughs> <laughs> he was licking the handrails. And I was just like mortified. Oh, <laughs> like, my, gosh. oh my gosh, he's going to catch COVID. And, you know, everybody was so nervous about COVID you know, at the beginning when we didn't know very much about it and stuff. And he's just licking handrails at the Grand Canyon, which is literally oh probably gosh. the worst place. Oh my gosh. That. So bad. It was like on Elf when like Will Ferrell is just like eating the gum off of the bottom yeah. of the railings of the subway. This is the, this is the same kid that was licking puddles in New York City oh my gosh, while yes. the pigeons are swimming wow. in them. So wow. like he just, anyway, he's got a great immune system, but <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was like one of my funniest Grand Canyon memories was him licking the handrails with the Grand Canyon. Oh, yes. That's definitely something with little kids on the shuttles. But then luckily, you can take your car on the next area when you go out towards Desert View. So if you were worried about your kid licking things, go ahead and take your own vehicle, strap them down, <laughs> and put on their masks so they don't lick things on the Desert View or something like that. But you know, I love the Desert View too. Maybe before we get there, what's your favorite viewpoint on the Hermit's Rest Road. What do you think is your favorite viewpoint out there? Because I think we have the same one. Yeah, okay. So my favorite viewpoint is Hopi point. Mm -hmm. But I think that's also because like we timed that viewpoint so well and it was absolutely spectacular. It was sunset, 
the lighting was amazing. Uh-huh. You know, you just had like sun rays going down into the canyon and everything was like turning pink. And it was just, it was so beautiful. Yes. And so, yes, like I think that is my favorite, but also I think that you need to, you know, if you're really wanting like good photos and like a really cool experience, you need to make the effort to either get out at sunrise or sunset, mm-hmm. or if there's a storm, um, that always makes it super interesting. <laughs> I love being at the Grand Canyon when like lots of clouds are rolling through and like you get like fog that really accentuates the layers of the canyon well. And mm-hmm. so I think it more depends on the timing rather than just like the specific viewpoint. As I've been thinking about it, like the Hopi Point is probably my favorite, but I also think any viewpoint that you go to at sunset or sunrise is going to be your favorite viewpoint of that trip, basically. Because it makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. so pretty. It's so beautiful. You can't lose, honestly. You're at the Grand Freaking Canyon. You know, it's so cool. There's so many great spots. I think what happened to us was we were like, okay, let's just go until the sun really starts to dip down and whatever one it's at, then we'll just pop out at <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's kind of how it happened for us. The sun was like dipping down. We're like, okay, we're timing it now. Get off now. Get off now. Yeah. So that's how we ended up at Hopi Point. Yeah, but that one is so cool. And you mentioned the Desert View Drive, which, you know, we can talk about because that's the other section of the South Rim that has a lot of viewpoints. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to take the free shuttle to get there. You can drive your own car. And so, you know, that one's really nice, too, because then you can time it better. I guess it's easier to time it for like those sunrise or sunset. Mm-hmm. views if you're not having to rely on the shuttle. But I love the views from out the Desert View Drive. So if you're going east of the Visitor Center area. So if you look at a map, you've got the Grand Canyon Village, Visitor Center Market Plaza, kind of like right in the middle. And then to the west of that is Hermit's Rest mm-hmm. and, you know, the Hermit Road that you can take. And then to the east of that is, is Desert View Drive. Right. So you really have three different sections at the South Rim that you want to focus on, which is why I think it's important to plan more than like a half a day or a day. Right. Because you really could do almost one day per section. You know, right. there's enough to do in there. So what's your favorite viewpoint along Desert View? It's a hard choice. It's like 50-50 between Moran Point and Grand Viewpoint. I love both of those. And I think the reason I love Moran is because I think that he's just such a good painter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Moran Point is named after like this iconic national park painter a hundred years ago or something like that. You know, he makes some really pretty pictures. So that's probably why I like Moran Point more. But I think Grand Viewpoint might be my favorite along that road. What about you? I don't know. I probably Moran. Mm-hmm. But again, I think because... I love his paintings. They're so beautiful. And you get there and you're like, it looks like a painting. (laughs) Your mind's already there, you know? And so, yeah. I will say one thing. As I was getting ready for our fun facts episode that we'll do next week, I noticed as I was looking through pictures, Lipen Point has a very specific geological like view. I don't know. You can see some really cool geologic features at Lipen Point, almost better than at any other point that I noticed in our pictures. And I'll kind of get into it, but kind of just notice you'll be able to see more diagonal layers than just flat layers. And that's important when you're talking about geology at the Grand Canyon. So I will will do a quick shout out for Lipen Point there. Cool. Yeah. I mean, there's some really good ones. We love just driving out there and taking, you know, a leisurely amount of time going between those viewpoints. And then when you get out to the end of the road before you actually leave the National Park, that's when you hit 
the Desert View Watchtower, mm-hmm. which is super cool. Yeah, that's the granddaddy of the of the East Road there. It's so cool. I love. Why do you keep saying granddaddy? <laughs> I, I don't know where I that's think, coming from. I think grand is in my head from Grand Canyon, <laughs> so everything's like the granddaddy. Okay. It's the the, the Watchtower is the granddaddy of the West, of the East Road. <laughs> That's really dumb. It's true. (laughs) But yes. So the Watchtower is really cool because it was designed by Mary Coulter. And she did a lot of the designs, the the historic buildings at the South Rim. And so it's not, it looks, it's supposed to look like a Native American ruin, Mm -hmm. but it's not. Right. (laughs) It's just supposed to look like one. But it is really cool because you can go in there and you can hike the stairs up to the top. And that's actually the tallest view of the Grand Canyon on the South Rim Mm -hmm. is from the top of the tower. So the area is just really cool. They do a lot of like cultural, Native American cultural demonstrations. Um, They have like basket weavers and pottery makers and stuff like that who come and demonstrate. Mm -hmm. It's a cool like cultural area at the Grand Canyon. I think it's a really strong nod to the Native American heritage of the area And so we really like to hang out there and just see what's going on that day. Yeah, it's so much fun. Well, if you've ever been to Mesa Verde, you'll kind of recognize how the tower looks like it's built in a similar fashion, you know, with some of the windows and the way that the rocks are put together and things like that. Just kind of keep that in mind if you've never actually seen it or been there before. But yeah, that's super cool. But I think one of my favorite memories of the Desert View area is actually a wildlife sighting. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was when, when we were younger and Ash and I were kind of somewhat first married. We had this little Nissan 19, like, 99 Nissan Sentra. And so it was like the size of a grocery cart, basically, just us packed into this little car. It was the greatest little car. I actually learned how to drive a stick and nod to Ash. Yep, I taught him how to drive a stick in that car. <laughs> <laughs> which was which was great, and now I'm proficient. It was so funny. We were driving along that road, and with well, this first, wildlife... I mean, I was driving, yes, which I, I don't know say. why I was driving because John never <laughs> lets me drive. He hates when I drive. He says I'm a bad driver, which I'm not. <laughs> By the way, I've never had a ticket. I've never been in an accident. I am a great driver on paper. She is so good at driving under the radar, apparently. (laughs) So I was driving and John already gets a little nervous when I drive. So we're driving towards the Desert View Watchtower. We're going in that direction. And out of the corner of my eye, I see like this dark smudge Mm -hmm. and it moves and runs out of the trees and like in front of the car and I slam on the brakes and scream "Ah!" (laughs) Um, (laughs) and John's like freaking out because I'm scaring him and the thing is scaring him but it was like this giant black thing that came and jumped out in front of our car Mm -hmm. and then ran into the trees yes and both of us are like panting and like once we catch our breaths we look at each other and we're like what the heck was that? Was that a pig? <laughs> yes. And if you're from the Southwest, just saying the word pig, you already know what it was. <laughs> and what, we had never seen one before. We've never seen one. Nobody told us. And they're called javelinas. Uh-huh. And they're not pigs, but they look kind of like warthogs. Right. Almost that's... like they're mean, nasty looking things. Mm-hmm. 
but <laughs> apparently there are those at the Grand Canyon, which yeah. we didn't realize. Yeah, well, like, but like I was saying, you know, we're in this little teeny tiny car and this giant, you know, Hercules sized pig, you know, like the movie Hercules when he fights that giant warthog. That was what it felt like. It's like we were looking up at this giant blob of a pig and it just scared us all so bad. I think that's one of my favorite memories of that area just because it was our first time seeing like an animal in that area that we didn't expect, nor did we think existed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because like we've been all around the Southwest since then and you see them everywhere. I mean, they were like in my sister's neighborhood in Arizona. Right. So it's not, they're not <laughs> like common. uncommon, <laughs> but we just like didn't know that the Grand Canyon had these pig looking things. Mm -hmm. And that was quite a shock. It was. It, it was so funny. <laughs> so yeah, keep your eye out for that. I mean, the South Room has javelinas. You'll mm -hmm. see elk. Mm-hmm. There is a specific kind of squirrel that you can't find anywhere else called the Abert squirrel. Mm -hmm. That's really funky looking squirrel. So you can find that at the South Rim. But there are, I mean, I think a surprising amount of wildlife encounters that we have had yeah. in that area. You wouldn't think so because it's not like, I mean, you're still in the desert. It's not like heavily forested. There is some forest, mm -hmm. but, you know, from the South Rim, you just... I don't know. For me, like I was really surprised even to see elk in that area and stuff too, because right. it doesn't seem like they would be there. Right. Well, you're like driving out of the desert. And then as you wake, make your way up to the top, to the rim of the Grand Canyon, like you're surprised by like a forest. Yeah. And then you see elk walking around and then you're like, wait a minute. I thought. And pigs. Is, and pigs. <laughs> yes. And javelinas. giant pig, yeah. giant javelinas. <laughs> but oh, one of the animals that we've overlooked that we haven't said, condors. Condors. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes. That's a great wildlife sighting if you get a chance to see one of those, because those are amazing. They're like one of the biggest birds in the world. Isn't this so funny? So we've seen them from the rim looking down into the canyon. We've seen one like perched on a rock down mm -hmm. below. And when we saw this one in particular, the people around us were like, what is that? Is that like a raven or something? And we're like, <laughs> yeah, like a human sized raven. They're massive. Their wingspan is what? Like Nine, nine and a half feet. feet. Yeah. Nine and a half feet. They're massive huge. birds. Yes. And there's at this point in world history, there's only like 500 of them that are alive. Yeah. And so if you see one, you know, it's more exciting than a javelina. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Condors are so cool. So as you're out hiking and exploring, you know, be on the lookout for those as well. Right. Because that's a really cool thing to see while yes, you're there. Exactly. So that kind of covers the Desert View Road. The part that we didn't talk about yet is like the very beginning of Desert View Drive because you have to take a shuttle to this portion and that is the South Kaibab Trailhead. Yes. So the South Kaibab Trailhead is located kind of along that Desert View Drive, but you can't drive your own car there. You do have to take the free park shuttle year round. Mm -hmm. And that the South Kaibab Trailhead is... Like our favorite, that's yeah. our favorite trail at the Grand Canyon. It's the Canyon. best trail in the park. And we're a little bit biased, but we're also objective. And so... Are we? <laughs> <laughs> we? Okay, so I love this trail because for me, I think that going below the rim is the best experience you can have at the Grand Canyon. But the South Kaibab, it takes you like instead of like just switch backing down against the cliff mm -hmm. to work your way down, it takes you out into 
the canyon. I mean, you're like following a ridge line. You're making your way all the way out. And so then you get 360 degree views uh-huh. as you're hiking. You know, you're not backed up against a cliff's edge. You're like out in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I love it. It's the fastest way to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. So your knees will be screaming at you <laughs> because you are going down, 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 down. down, down you know, yes. there's really not a lot of switchbacks on that trail. No, it, which is amazing, you know, because uh, like the Bright Angel Trail is like all switchbacks. Yeah. I mean, at least until you get down to... To have a super gardens or something like that. Yeah. But (laughs) I was just thinking, comparing the two, you know, the Bright Angel versus the South Kaibab. It's like in the Lord of the Rings when Gimli is like, Gandalf, I'd say we're going the long way around. Why don't we go through the mines of Moria? Balin will give us a royal welcome at Phantom Ranch, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't don't take the long way around. (laughs) You go through the mines on the South Kaibab. Yes, even Um, though that didn't turn out great, but, you know... (laughs) okay so i have i don't know if you remember the last time we hiked this trail we hiked this trail a lot Mm -hmm. we have been down to the bottom of the grand canyon on this trail but also there's a couple of stopping places beforehand that are really great for you know if you just have a couple of hours and Mm -hmm. you just want to go down and come back up right so that's ooh point and cedar ridge Mm -hmm. Uh, i would for sure plan to at least go to Ua Point, please. Yes. That will be probably your favorite trail that you do at the South Rim. So I can't remember. I think it was when we were actually hiking down to the bottom on the South Kaibab. And when you first get on the trail, there are a few quite steep switchbacks Uh actually as you're going down it looks epic and like we're all like suited up you know we've got our big hiking boots and our our trekking poles and we've got our backpacks because we're hiking all the way to the bottom and we're like ready to go yeah we're like legit it's like 6 a.m or 5 a.m you know (laughs) and there were a bunch of people there because if you're hiking the grand canyon all the way to the bottom you have to start early Mm -hmm. so we're with a whole bunch of people that are also doing the same thing all of us look legit. And then I'm hiking down. I slip on <laughs> the switchback. Right. That's right. And fall flat on my back and like slide. Oh my God. It was the most embarrassing thing ever. I was like, <laughs> I really do belong here, you guys. Like, I really do know what I'm <laughs> She's doing. She's a fraud. <laughs> she shouldn't be here. It seemed like I was so mortified. I was like, oh my gosh. I literally just like slipped, fell on my butt, and slid down the switchback. Oh my God. And just to add a little bit of fright to it, you know, it's scary sliding down the Grand Canyon. You know, (laughs) you don't stop if you don't stop yours. Anyways, I was like watching this happen. I was like, (gasps) you know, (laughs) and I'm just like dying of embarrassment. Who cares if I fall off the cliff? Like I'm dying of embarrassment, but it wasn't, it wasn't icy or snowy or anything. It was May. Uh, I think the trail was just, it it had a little bit of dew on it from the night. Yeah. Well, and sometimes these little (laughs) tiny pebbles, it's kind of like Home Alone, you know, how we got the robbers. You know, you put a little bit of marbles on the ground and it slides out from underneath you. That was my marble moment. That's (laughs) totally what it was like. And I just like slipped. I fell flat on my back and just slid. And what's really funny about this is generally speaking, people keep pace during this trail and so we saw these people people. that you just slipped and kind of embarrassed (laughs) yourself in front of we're hiking with these people for like the next four hours you know at least to get down to the bottom and you're like passing each other back and forth getting drinks and things just like you're the girl that slipped up there (sighs) my pride took a heavy hit that day (laughs) it's like i do i do know how to hike i promise actually 
speaking of my pride taking a heavy hit. (laughs) (laughs) So when you hike down into the Grand Canyon, you know, everybody is fine pretty much going down. Mm -hmm. You know, you're excited to be there. It's so cool. Yeah, your knees might be screaming a little bit, but like you're hiking the Grand Canyon, man. So you just deal with it because it's so awesome. And then you get down to the bottom and at the bottom is what's called Phantom Ranch. This is like a collection of cabins that you can stay in that's nearly like you're probably more likely to win five million dollars in the lottery than to get a reservation at phantom ranch Mm -hmm. it is so competitive and so difficult to get reservations there and we couldn't right we almost did i got through we tried this story is really funny let's just take two seconds because we were in yellowstone and we were planning ahead for this trip to go to grand canyon and hoping to stay in phantom ranch and we had four grown adults on the phone trying to get through and we were just on hold for like an hour and when you're on hold that long generally speaking you put your phone on mute or something like that you know or you know you you put it on speaker and you're kind of doing other things well the person on the other line finally came on The person came on and I was ready. No, I was ready. I talked to the person. I got my dates. I gave her my name. I was going to pay and the oh, the phone cut out. It I cut thought, out. I thought you put it on mute or no. something. Well, oh. I did. I muted it for a minute while I was grabbing my credit card right. and then I hung up. No, I don't think I hung up. I think I, no, it probably was user error. Oh my gosh. Have I ever been so devastated? Oh, I don't so know. Bad. I I had it. I had it within my grasp and I lost <laughs> it and I was so sad. Oh man. And everybody else was mad cuz they'd all sat on the phone for an hour with me like all of us trying to get it and I blew it. I majorly blew it. So that in hindsight, it's one of the funniest mishaps ever. <laughs> so we didn't get to stay at Phantom Ranch, but you know, being hikers, like so when I worked as a park ranger at Grand Teton, hiking 30 miles in a day was not I mean, I that was fine. Mm-hmm. I would do that on my days off even because right. I just love to hike around the park. And so, you know, I'm looking at the Grand Canyon and we're going, okay, you know, it's like seven miles down and it's like nine miles up. So you know, that's not, that's not that bad. We can totally do that in a day. Right. And some people, you know, a lot of people do do it in a day if they're big hikers, you know, it's, it's something that you have to have enough experience for, Uh you have to prepare for, you've got to be in great shape, but you know, it's not that uncommon because a lot of us can't get (laughs) reservations. Right. The five people out of a million and a half that are trying to get those reservations. And we still want to hike to the bottom. And so we did it and My pride, I mean, not only did I slip on the switchbacks and I flubbed up trying to get Phantom Ranch reservations, (laughs) but I literally thought I was going to die on that hike. That's the hardest trail I have ever done in my entire life. Right. Well, it didn't help that someone was playing mind games with you on as we're coming back up Bright Angel Trail. You know, Ash and I are trudging our way up the trail and they're like, We had been going for a while, but we still hadn't made it up like one of the most important layers to kind of see where we actually were on the Bright Angel Trail. And someone coming down looks at Ash and like just says to her, you're almost there. Yeah. And we were like, and I was like, not even close. Am I almost (laughs) like we knew we were approaching Havasupai Gardens and yeah, he was like, you're almost there. And I think it took us like it took me like another hour and a half 
to yes. get there. Right. So I was like, that freaking person, I wasn't even close, yeah. you know, and the whole time I'm thinking every bend I go around, I'm going to be there. And so <laughs> my, like, I just kept deflating and deflating and deflating yeah. it because it is hard right. well, to right hike after, out of the Grand Canyon. Right after he told you that, you got like your second win. Yeah, like, I was yeah, so man, excited. Sweet. We're almost there. <laughs> I'm doing great. And then it just keeps going. And well, because I going. looked at the clock and I was like, oh, we're making great time if we're almost there, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and then just the longer it got, the more I was like, I'm going to die in this canyon. <laughs> and then and then you get to have a Supai Gardens and, you know, we take a break and stuff. And then you just stare at it's like miles of switchbacks. Yes. From there oh. where you're just switchbacking up the cliff. I got so mad at John because he kept trying to like encourage me and I don't do well with that. And I was just like, just hike your own hike and I'll hike my own hike and, you know, I'll see you at the top. And I think he's like giving me this look like, but we might not see each other at the top. You might not make it. I'll uh, I'll give you an hour and a half behind me uh, and then I'm calling prob- for a search and rescue. I probably was about an hour and a half behind you just at that point and we've talked to other people who have hiked it and it's like once you reach that point you're just like you're looking at your feet and you're just willing yourself to take one more step right you know because it is you've been climbing up out of the canyon all day Mm -hmm. and you're at the home stretch you can see the top but it's just like switchbacks to infinity right to get to the top oh absolutely so yeah so we hiked down the south kaibab and then we hiked up the bright angel which is what most people do Mm -hmm. the bright angel has rest stops and like water breaks that you can take as you go up so most people like to go up that one and then the south kaibab is just much steeper so for most people it's preferable to go down that one right but and i would do it that same way again hands down like it was such a cool experience oh absolutely and just like that night that old japanese guy that made it to the top when ash and i finally completed it together it was just like the greatest feeling in the world your legs are mush for a couple of days but then you're like i'd do that again yeah totally do that again we ate our weight in pizza after we got out <laughs> yes we did but yeah we burned five thousand calories you know if not more and then we ate twice as much as that yeah so. it's an amazing experience so i mean you don't have to hike all the way to the bottom there is something about being right on the shores of the colorado river at the bottom of the grand canyon though mm-hmm. that just you can't even you can't even put a feeling to it yeah. it's amazing so if you can definitely, definitely do what you need to make it happen. Uh, But again, like I mentioned, you know, you don't have to go all the way down on those trails that take you down to the bottom. Right. There are stopping points, good stopping points where you can turn back around and go back up and still just have a fantastic experience. Yeah. And your perspective in the canyon and of the canyon totally changes. Oh, absolutely. Once you dip below the rim. Yeah. And you don't have to go very far. You just got to get below the rim. Give yourself that perspective of like looking up to Mm -hmm. the top of the Grand Canyon. Right. And it's amazing. Well, yeah. Well, because there's like 20 different layers that you're seeing. You know, when you look at the Grand Canyon, you see all these different color layers, you know, and they all represent a different amount of time. But from the rim, a lot of times it's just, oh, they're just all there. But when you've been hiking for 45 minutes and you're like halfway through the first layer, it really puts it into your... You know, it's just like, holy smokes, You're this like, thing is I'm huge. You're like, I'm 116th down and I've been hiking for an hour. Right. Going down. Yeah. Which is the fast part. <laughs> which is part. the fast part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just, yes, 
like hang out at the viewpoints and enjoy the views from above, but do what you can to at least dip down a little bit. It really makes a huge difference. Yep. And that's why, you know, once you can kind of start putting the Grand Canyon into perspective, and it's seeing it in different ways. I think that's really when the appreciation comes. It just like rolls like a wave over you. You know, it's just like, wow. Right. Wow. Well, I'm we'll, speechless. Yeah. Well, we'll talk a little bit about this in the fun facts episode. But for us today, looking at the Grand Canyon, it's huge. It's beautiful. But it's not the giant obstacle that it was for early people, you know, the early explorers and for natives and stuff like that. Like, I'm really excited. I don't know. There's so many cool things about it. But like this area of the world went unexplored for so long because the Grand Canyon was such a difficult terrain to traverse. Yeah. And so. Well, and there are historic trails. There are trails you can take besides like the main corridor trails that we've mentioned so far mm -hmm. that are like those historic trails from people who first came to the Grand Canyon and were trying to find a way <laughs> through or across or down, you know? And so there are other trails. I mean, this is by no means an exhaustive list, but right. um, that's what's really cool about it. You know, when you go to Grandview Point along the Desert View Drive, that is a trailhead for a trail that goes down mm -hmm. into the canyon. A lot of people don't know about it and a lot of people don't do it because it's pretty treacherous, <laughs> you know, but like that's a trail that they used to use a lot. Mm -hmm. And so it's so cool. I love the South Rim. I think that the South Rim, you know, you can get whatever experience you're looking for, you can find it there. Right. And so definitely, you know, try to get to the South Rim if you can. But, <laughs> yes. and this is a but, we love the North Rim. Oh, it's it's probably, if we're looking for a quick a quick trip or a nice quiet experience on the Grand Canyon, the North Rim is like our hidden gem as a fan, you know, that we, and I feel like we almost have it like as a secret to ourselves it's because never, there's not very many people it's there. It's never been busy when we've been there. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, seriously? So from the South Rim, so you can see the North Rim from the South Rim, but you have to drive around the Grand Canyon to get up to the North Rim. <laughs> right. The long way yeah, around. Yeah, the long way around. <laughs> so it takes like four hours to drive up and around to get to the North Rim. And only about 10% of the people who visit Grand Canyon National Park visit the North Rim. Mm -hmm. And so already, you know, your the crowd level is just so low. But you get up there, there's not as much to do. There's not as many amenities. You know, you're pretty limited, actually, mm -hmm. on a lot of that stuff. And it just provides a completely different experience. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But if you're sitting on the South Rim, you don't notice, but the North Rim is a thousand feet taller. Yeah. Then the, the North Rim is so much taller than the South Rim. And that means weather is different. Plant life is different. Animal life is different. You know, and the way that the canyon has eroded is also very different. And so the canyon walls, they're more covered in plant life. They generally erode slower than the South Rim side. And so it's just, it's a lot more immersive in some ways, depending on where you're at. And so the North Rim, it just feels like almost its own, it's a totally different national park in some ways, because it just looks different. It feels different. It is different. Yeah. So the North Rim, I mean, basically has two different sections. You've got the area around the visitor center and the lodge. Mm -hmm. And so there's a couple trails around there that you can do. And then you've got the scenic drive, which takes you out and around and up to another part of the North Rim uh, with different views and, uh, and different things to do. And so what's your favorite section of the North Rim? 
My favorite section, I like Cape Royal and Angel's Window. Yeah, so that's at the very end of the scenic drive. Mm -hmm. And that scenic drive is actually like you can see the canyon along the scenic drive, but you know, you are like it's windy. You're winding through trees, you're going through forests. Like Mm -hmm. you're much further back from the rim than you are on the south rim scenic drives and stuff like that. It kind of trips you out a little bit, at least for me, where I'm like, I'm in a forest. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, then, you know you the rim it, is over there. Yeah. When you see the rim, it's like you stumble upon it sometimes. and You're just like, whoa. Like, I remember there's this one turn. I think it's kind of by the Cliff Spring Trail <laughs> where you come towards the rim and then it's like a, a sudden turn and you're just like, whoa. <laughs> the rim's right there. <laughs> yeah. So Cape Royal and Angel's Window is the end of the scenic drive. And that's just a really cool area. Cape Royal, I think, is probably if I had to choose one view point that i love the most at the grand canyon Mm -hmm. it would be that one yeah it's so pretty you've got like these big like temple formations that just like jut out of the bottom of the grand canyon Mm -hmm. and so you can see all the layers you get like the enormity of the grand canyon right but then you have these like temple formations pretty close to you Mm -hmm. that just let you get a really good look at like the different layers and stuff so i love that one yeah and those temple formations from the south rim are so far they blend into the north rim a little bit but from the north rim they're just like right in your face and so it's so cool quick tangent if you've ever read any of the Fablehaven books, I think you have to get to like the third book in or something like that. But there's this magical preserve that's called Lost Mesa and it hides like this hidden magical place with all these cool creatures, but this giant magical mesa that just comes up out of the earth. And that's kind of how I picture a lot of these temple formations from the North Rim. And they're so cool and they're right there. And this last time that we were there, we had been there during like this torrential rainstorm. <laughs> it was the remnants of a hurricane. <laughs> it was so bad. It got like stalled over the Grand Canyon. And we literally like half of our trip, we just like sat in our cabin, (laughs) had no idea what to do because it was raining so hard. Nobody could do anything. Right. Well, we would walk out to the rim and look across and everything was just gray. Yeah. You couldn't see anything. When we were at Angel's Window in Cape Royal, we're looking out into the Grand Canyon, supposedly. Supposedly it was there, uh, but you couldn't see anything. It was just like straight fog. Yeah, you could have stepped off and not known. You know, <laughs> We it knew what been... was there because we'd seen it before, but right. we were like, oh, well, this is You know, great. our kids, they've been there before, but it's just like they never remember things. And so, so they were like, what are we? St- I thought we were on an arch. And we're like, you are on an arch. Isn't this crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Angel's Window is actually an arch that like juts out into the Grand Canyon and you can stand on top of it Mm -hmm. that is like major vertigo for me i don't usually get like really bad vertigo (laughs) when you're out on angel's window you are literally like you can see straight down into the grand canyon and all you have is this little tiny bar you know like in Mm -hmm. front of you keeping you from going off so (laughs) i do i love that area i just think it's so cool and i love driving the scenic drive because it feels different Mm -hmm. uh it's quiet it's relaxed you can stop as you want to there's some Native American ruins up there. There's a picnic area that's literally like right on the edge. You also get to Point Imperial, which is the highest viewpoint in Grand Canyon National Park. Mm -hmm. And so that one's really cool. 
But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like a leisurely day Mm -hmm. out. Um, There's some really good hiking trails out there and you can kind of just do what you feel like and enjoy the views and get out and stretch your legs and just not, I mean, just the, it's not crowded. Right. But yeah, I love all that scenic drive. It's so beautiful and so pretty. There are definitely some smaller hikes that you can do. But as you come back off of the scenic drive and come back towards like the lodge and everything right there. I love the big trail that they have on the North Rim. It's so cool. It's the North Kaibab Trail. So the South Kaibab gets you down into the canyon really fast. And the Bright Angel Trail is usually what you come out of. Well, the North Kaibab, because the North Rim is taller and has eroded completely differently, the North Kaibab almost meanders down to the bottom of the it's, Grand Canyon. Yeah, it's the longest way to the bottom. It's 14 miles, yeah. which is twice as much as the South Kaibab. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And the colors are different and you make your way through a bunch of smaller canyons before you get to the big, you know, open expanse of the Grand Canyon, you know, down to the bottom. But there's one thing on all of these trails that we haven't discussed yet. Yeah, and it is worth (laughs) discussing because every time we go to the Grand Canyon, we have this pep talk with our kids. Now, kids, remember, when we hike at the Grand Canyon, we never jump in the puddles Uh (laughs) and why why not we've had this talk with our kids before but this particular time so we just went to the north rim a couple months ago and we were hiking the north kaibab trail before we started and we look our kids in the eyes and we're like hey we never jump in the puddles because that's mule pee (laughs) and you also like you got to be careful like in the mud and stuff you got to make sure it's not poop you Mm -hmm. know (laughs) you just gotta (laughs) avoid the poop and the pee And so we're giving our pep talk and our eight-year-old, he like looks up at us and he scrunches up his nose and he goes, that sounds disgusting. Why are we hiking this? (laughs) And John and I both laugh because we're like, I mean, it's a valid question. We did not paint the trail and like... Like, usually we're like, okay, kids, like this trail is going to be so awesome. We're going to see all these things. But for for the North Kaibab, we're like... It was just all disclaimers. Yeah, just don't step in the puddles. Don't step in the mud. You know, uh-huh. make sure you're watching your feet. Don't look at the views. You got to watch your feet. You know, and so it's just... But I loved his reaction. I was like, that's disgusting. Oh, man. It was like, yes, yes, it is. It yes. is disgusting. It, was, it is so gross. And, so, and it's, I will say, it's not always the nicest smell trail because of those <laughs> what I like to call rustic cascades. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. I mean, the North Kaibab, the South Kaibab, the Bright Angel, all three of those trails use mules. And so, you know, you've got to just go into it with the expectation that there is going to be mule pee and poop and it's going to smell bad, yes. you know, for a good portion of the trail. Right. Well, actually the whole trail because the mules go all the way down to the bottom. Right. So. But, the, but the mules are cool. We're giving them a bad rap right now, but they're also so cool. They are cool. And I mean, you think about the Grand Canyon. So we haven't talked about this, but like they actually to get water up to all of us visitors at the top, they bring it from the Colorado River at the bottom. There are pipelines from the bottom up to the top. Uh And so, you know, you just think about like how much work goes into even letting us be able to come and stay at the Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. And the mules are a huge part of that. I mean, the mules do a lot of the heavy lifting for all of those things along the Grand Canyon 
to get water lines fixed. I mean, they're using mules to move equipment and stuff, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, those mules are amazing. Well, they're so cool. And they use mules on purpose because they, and and anybody that knows like the history of mules, they're so cool. The reason they use mules instead of like horses is because they have, their eyes are set up in the right way so that they can see all four of their feet. They can see their back feet as well. And on the, the Grand Canyon pretty treacherous terrain if you misstep on the wrong spot going down yeah Yeah. and so the mules they may be smelly they may make the trail a little bit messy but i mean they are incredible creatures to be able to just they do so much work i don't i struggle with my day pack sometimes you know on those trails and they are just packing tons of stuff and you know (laughs) one day one day i will take a mule and i will enjoy the experience, you know, going down and coming back up and I'll, you know, get a postcard and I'll mail my postcard by mule power. You know, that's how I'll get it from the bottom. Yeah, the mules are cool, but I mean, (laughs) you still do have to have the pep talk, you know, you (laughs) gotta, you gotta get yourself ready for those trails because they smell, right? They smell pretty good. That's true. Your, Your hiking boots are meant to get dirty, but... Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. (laughs) Try to avoid the puddles. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, and that's virtually the North Rim, right? Mm -hmm. You've got the scenic drive. You've got the North Kaibab Trail. Like you can go out to Bright Angel Point and stuff. That's a really short trail by the lodge. There's other areas along the North Rim that you can access through Forest Service roads and things like that. But I mean, generally, when you go to the North Rim, it's far enough removed that you don't have to go very far to find solitude. Mm-hmm. It's just more relaxed. It's quieter. We love the North Rim. I mean, I get that question a lot, you know, North or South Rim. And I think, you know, in general, like as a first time visitor, you should probably go to the South Rim. Right. But if you go to the North Rim as a first time visitor, you won't be disappointed. Mm-mm. Well, some people are. I've heard some people. Yes, <laughs> there are people who are just disappointed in general with the Grand Canyon. <laughs> but we, you know, it's just a totally, totally different experience. We love both. I don't think we could choose a favorite. You know, nope. if you're wanting to hike down into the canyon and go on like those really famous trails, you know, you'll probably want to focus more on the South Rim. But if you're looking for a nice, quiet stay at the Grand Canyon and you just want to soak in the views, sit on a rocking chair right on the rim, you know, at the lodge and just enjoy the view, then the North Rim is perfect for that. Absolutely. And I love both rims myself, too. I think they're both such cool experiences. And my grandpa, I got to talk about him for just a second, because a lot of my love for the Grand Canyon comes from him. And I think the Grand Canyon is kind of like a generational thing where, you know, you can share this experience and talk about your experience with almost everybody. It's super universal. I love the Grand Canyon for that. And that's where my love comes from. And so whether it's North Rim, South Rim, you got down into the canyon or you didn't get down into the canyon, just your experience, it's a shared experience and it's so universal. You know, you can talk about the Grand Canyon with anybody you met on the street, you know, or, you know, somebody, a family member, you know, you haven't seen in a while. You're wondering, what am I going to say to this guy at Thanksgiving? Talk about the Grand Canyon, you know? (laughs) So it's just, I'm, I'm so excited for you to go, the listener, you know, go to the Grand Canyon. It's an amazing experience. You can't lose, but get on the trail just for a second. That's like my my one piece of advice. Get on the trail just for a second if that's all you can do because it will change the way that you see it. Yep, and then be sure to avoid the puddles. <laughs> avoid the puddles. Thanks for exploring the national parks with us. 
please share, like, and subscribe. And if you need any help planning your own trip, click on over to dirtinmyshoes.com. See you next week. Same time, same place. And don't forget to get some dirt in your shoes.